This is Bob's World. I'm sure you've heard of the ubiquitous question in some job interviews, where do you see yourself in five years? I'm Bob Welch. Coming up, the question of retail merchandising. Where does it see itself in five years? Over the past few years, we've seen an upheaval in the retail sector. None of the following happens in a vacuum. The year 2020. And while we had a lot of online retailing already, as opposed to walking into a store and buying something in person and taking it home that day, the online ramped up in proportion to the in-person buying because we couldn't go too many places in person. I'm sure you remember what happened. Many lost their jobs, so they aren't buying anything but the essentials. This decreased demand, so the supply chain slowed down to compensate. Sometimes it slowed down even more as the people who make the supply chain work get sick. Repeat, repeat, repeat. Then, people started emerging as the economy was slowly woken up again. People started getting direct deposits from the federal government. They start buying things again. The supply chain needs to roar up again to meet the demand that had slowed. Some parts of that supply chain wake up faster than others. You then remember the backlogs at container ports. The item you ordered for Christmas, whether in person or online may have taken four months to show up. Which begs the question, adapted from many job interviews, where where do you see yourself in five years? In this case, it's to the retail industry. Where do you see yourself in five years? Over the past few months, CNBC has spoken with a dozen of the retail industry's top executives and leaders to essentially ask that question. Fran Horowitz, Abercrombie & Fitch CEO, telling CNBC the future of retail is small, efficient omni-stores, and they are located where their customer tells us they should be. She added that the big, massive stores were just not productive nor efficient. The consumer was responding to a much more intimate associate experience. Michelle Gass, Levi Strauss CEO, says... It's not just about the consumer-facing aspect, but the back end of the operation becomes even more important. The store becomes a mini-distribution center. There's more answers from more executives at CNBC.com that are in more detail, but this all reminds me of last July. I was venturing to get new sneakers for my son. He's 15 years old now, 14 then. I know he has a certain size. It's bigger than mine. And I also had a price point. I also had a willingness to go where the shoes were in order to get them sooner. Doesn't the thought of, if all I need is a tank of gas or a train ticket and I can get those shoes a whole week sooner, I'll do it, come to mind? (laughs) Thanks, supply chain woes, because the shoes aren't always at all of the store locations. And, of course, cabin fever after being cooped up for a year and a half. It still hasn't worn off quite. I still love to get about. So I found the nearest place where my son's shoe size was, along with the type of shoe. At the Nike store, 655th Avenue, Manhattan. The store was huge, three floors, And that's not the only Nike store in that section of Manhattan. There's the Upper East Side, Soho, and Battery Park. They're in Lower Manhattan. 
They may make a decision to reduce locations, which then exacerbates another story in the news, retail space, and those no longer needing it. Oh, I coordinate the pickups of numerous things during one of these trips, because last summer, tracking down a cat transporter was just as difficult as a new pair of shoes for my kid in the right size. I found that cat transporter at the Pitco in Hartsdale, Westchester County. It's not that far from the White Plains train station. Five minutes, in fact. That's where I parked to ride to Midtown to get the shoes. The balance for the customer between waiting for something and the cost of shortening the timeline between you and what you bought is one thing. The balance for the merchant of having numerous convenient locations for people to pick things up in person the day they buy it and just shipping the things to people. And that brings up another issue in the news, last mile shipping, the process of getting things to the door of the person who ordered them. What if they live in a city? Doesn't that increase the truck traffic in a city? Oh, and are you selfish if you can move about on your own two feet, get something delivered to you in a city that has a brick-and-mortar store where you could have just walked to pick them up? As I said at the start, none of these situations, nor the decisions to remedy them, happen in a vacuum. Bob's World, Tuesday, February the 20th, 2024. I'm Bob Welchin from my temporary field headquarters in central Massachusetts. I'll see you on the smartphone.